A fine Saturday evening to you all. Welcome to the Bob Long Sports presentation of the official pregame show of the Philadelphia Soul. It's Bob Long and Rob Stott alongside a huge, huge game coming up tonight. 5-1 Philadelphia Soul against the 5-1 Arizona Rattlers. It's a game that we've been waiting for for a long time, Rob. This Philadelphia Soul team lost the second game of the season. It was at home against Jacksonville, and since then they've ripped off four straight. Arizona, on the other hand, they looked like the best team in the league for the first five games of the season. They gave up 77 points. To that point, in the games mm -hmm. leading up to that, they had only given up 95, and an Orlando Predators team really establishing themselves as the best team in the league right now. But this is a battle for second place in the Seoul here at home trying to take care of business. Yeah, this is the start, Bob, of, of a really, really uh, telling two-game stretch here for the Seoul. You know, they're, they're coming off of... Uh, you know, a game that we, we said they, they couldn't look over. And that first half last week, it sort of looked like they, they were trying to think ahead a little bit to this Arizona team. But they got through it, and now they're here, and, and now is the true test. This is this is when we'll see who this Soul team really is. This is They're facing some, some of the cream of the crop competition uh, around the Arena Football League. Not a conference rival or a division rival per se, but still someone that you could see down the line in potentially one of the bigger games of the season if it gets to that point. But, uh, you know, uh, of the first true test, I'd say, for this Philadelphia Soul team as they sort of get into their groove here um, almost halfway through the 2016 season. So it, it's, it's going to be a great one and uh, really, really looking forward to this one. The quarterback matchup is going to be something else. Nick Davila, 39 touchdowns through just the six games they've played. Rod Windsor will be the top wide receiver for this Rattlers team. He's already scored 21 touchdowns. So this is a team that has a ton of offense. Mikkel Benson has also scored nine touchdowns on the ground. It's a tough matchup for the Philadelphia Soul. They're going to need to play a lot better than they did against the Tampa Bay Storm in last week's game. And this, you mentioned it, 10 nothing. they fell down against this Tampa Bay Storm team. They scored 26 straight to end the first half. It was not convincing, like you said. They had this crowd stunned on a Monday night. I mean, the Soul came in only 7-8 and eight on Monday nights. It looked like they might have gone to 7-9. and nine. But, again, the 26th straight to end the first half, and then they were able to come through in the second half, get the win. Now, we always get to talk with head coach Clint Dolzell after the game. Let's send you down. After the game, we had the chance to talk with him and uh, clearly wasn't thrilled with the way things started off. Can you talk about the way how your team played tonight? Mm. <laughs> uh, defense played lights out. I mean, they uh, they struggled all year long. Obviously, uh, offensively, Tampa has, and uh, you know we kept the pressure on. You know, got pressure on the young quarterback. Secondary played well at times. Uh, didn't you know? There was a lot we need to fix. Um, we gave up only 17 points. I, I know I'm kind of angry right now, but I don't want to be too bitter about you know winning by the margin we did. But there are a lot of things we got to clean up. Offensively, we did, we were not in sync tonight. You know, we got two guys hurt on one play. Poor decision throwing the pick, um, and it resulted in something like that with our, you know, losing our guard and losing, you know, uh, Darius for a while. So those things you just can't do when you're playing good teams, and we've got to clean that up. You guys were down 10-0 uh, and then scored 26 on the answer. What adjustments have you made? No, we just played football. <laughs> we didn't play early on. Um, we, we were getting the juice, used to their speed, you know, obviously. Uh, Washington's a different kind of receiver, and uh, Roe hadn't seen many guys like him as far as his quickness and speed. So um, it took him a while to get adjusted, but that he did. Um, offensively, we just 
you know, we played catch, you know, we didn't do that early on. We made a couple bad decisions and, you know, we just did our thing and our thing is good enough a lot of times. So you guys really turned it around after the uh, pick six by house? You know, we've had those, it seems like one every game. You know, our secondary is, you know, not only do they have good ball skills, they, they're really opportunists. They take care of it and they take it to the house, you know, which is, you know, instant offense for us, especially with, um, you know, us banged up on the offensive side using Jake Metz tonight because of, uh, you know, Tivis being down. It's nice to get those defensive scores when your offense doesn't have to go out there. And then the same thing with James Romain taking his back, you know, 45 yards. It's nice. It's luxury. So the fact that you guys struggled but still were able to, to win by the margin, do you think that's more of a statement of the team you're playing or the way you guys battled through? It's both. I mean, it's both. They're struggling. They hadn't put the same quarterback out there, but, you know, twice. Um, so and he's a young quarterback. Um, you should, you know, you know, a veteran team like we are should take advantage of a guy like that. So it was a combination of both. Um, obviously, the defense, I think, you know, they played. They played well. I mean, anytime you give up 17 points running the football, I don't care who you're playing, you're doing something right. So um, offensively, you know, I'm upset, you know, because I feel like it doesn't matter who we put out there. I feel like we should just roll and we didn't tonight. We just weren't in sync. Was it something Tampa Bay was doing or was it just? No, we had to call different plays based on Jake being out there. You know, he's a defensive lineman trying to pass block. So um, it's not fun. I promise <laughs> you that for him out there. So we, we tried to do some different things. And take credit to Tampa. They, they knew that, so they jumped on some short stuff too and, you know, took advantage of it. So, um, you know, hats off to them, you know, taking advantage of that as well. You mentioned the interception. There were certainly a few other almost could have been. Mm -hmm. uh, did, did you talk with Dan? Was he not seeing the field quite as well today? I don't think so. No, he didn't. You know, he made some, you know, we practice things. Just because we don't get the same look we practice, you can't go out there and, you know, and panic and make a mistake. And a couple looks, we didn't get the same thing we worked on all week. But we have other options, so, you know, we've got to go down somewhere else. So, I don't know it's necessarily, you know, he just wasn't, just wasn't in sync with himself tonight. He was just a little off. Um, and as a lot to do in the back of your head, there's, there's a defensive lineman back there protecting you. So, you don't know what's going to happen there either. So, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. What are some things you can take away from tonight as you get ready to play Arizona team that you've struggled the last couple of years against? Well, yeah, we didn't play them at all last year, so um, yeah, we're, we're ready to get back at it. They're, they're beat up like we are. Um, they're a good football team. they got a bunch of veterans. We know it's going to be a tough battle. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what's done in the past. These are totally different teams, you know. Like I said, we haven't played them in two years, so um, we know what we're getting. We've got a good coach. They're well, the best quarterback in the league, and uh, their pass rush is relentless, and they got some big old receivers, so we know what we're getting. I don't know if you've gotten a chance to, to watch the film of, of Saturday's game quite yet, but they'd only given up, this is Arizona now, 95 points total going into this game. They give up 77 against Orlando. Uh, have you gotten a chance to see that no, video? No, I watched the game that night too um, and watched it the last couple of days because it's a short week. I had the game plan early for them. So. What would you see? Oh, they're Arizona. I mean, they're, they're, you'll see when they get here, they're good. Uh, they, they look like an NFL team when they walk off the bus, and they play like it too. So we know there's no going to be a cakewalk this weekend. It's going to be a 60-minute you know, game for sure. What, what is the key to getting this offense off to a fast start against Arizona? Because they, they, they got off to a fast start against L.A., but today they, they just couldn't find it. What's the key for them to get it going early? Um, you know, Dan. It's always the key. Dan's got to play well. Um, this is a quarterback-driven league, and if your quarterback doesn't play well, you won't play well. And 
if he's uh, on target and he's throwing on time, we're tough to beat. I don't care who we play. So a lot of that's, uh, you know, long week, Monday to Monday. And then I don't want to, you know, play in Tampa Bay, looking past them, playing. It happens. It happens. It's nice to still go win by 30, though. And that was head coach Clint Dolezal. Now we'll go down and hear what Dan Radabaugh had to say. He led off with an interception early on in that game, and he really rebounded from that, Rob. I thought he looked uncomfortable at times. It was a team, Tampa Bay, that hadn't recorded a sack all year long, but a little bit of pressure here and there got to him early. He settled down later. Yeah, he, he wasn't in that sort of mode that he needed to be in. It almost looked like he thought, going into this that it was going to be a cakewalk he sort of approached the game early on that way was missing some passes clearly uh the interception in the end zone on, on the only the, the team's first drive just didn't didn't look good uh but really got himself together and turned it around and uh really had a lot to say just about that performance uh, as a whole and, and uh what that win meant to the soul heading into uh this week's game against arizona here's what dan radball had to say after the game we stumbled over ourselves a lot uh First drive there, I mean, dropped interception and then a bad read and a, and a, a Geico Blue Zone, I think they're calling it this year. So I got to be better with the ball. Uh, you know, it, it put us behind the eight ball there, and then I'm proud of my guys for grinding it out. I mean, that's you know, that's not typically how what a soul game looks like. So we fought hard. We had a bunch of guys in different spots. You know, hats off to Jake Metz for going in there and blocking his butt off. But, uh, you know, uh, when it's not smooth like that, we'll be able to learn a lot from it and get better. I'm expecting us to come out hot next week. Was it something about having Jake in front of you that made you a little uneasy? Or? No, I mean, I'm going to sit in there and take it, so we'll be all right. Uh, I thought he did a good job. Coach did a good job scheming it up, too. We were running some slides to help protect him, and, uh, you know, we've got a good scheme, so I just got to get the ball out in the right spot, uh, a little out of rhythm, and, uh, you know, we don't get stopped on, on fourth down very often, so we got to clean that stuff up. How about that touchdown that's the end of the second half? Uh, yeah, right there before the half, uh, you know, that was a good call by Coach. We ran a, a tight end goal and a, and a fullback flare in the boundary and we knew that we might be able to, to put their guy in a bind and to cover two guys and you know Jake made a good catch Threw a little behind him so I mean, he's a great athlete I mean, you guys see him he's chasing the quarterback around blocking D lineman run first guy down on kickoff so I'm glad we got him going in a good way how's SK been for you uh, I mean I can't say enough about uh, our little Hawaiian man he gives everybody fits he's tough to cover and uh, he's a team first guy too uh, you, you see it when the other guys score he's the first one down there celebrating with them and then you know, someone that size, you know, he's he's got it, all the fight in the world in him. So uh, we look to him for some leadership and, and big plays when we need it, and he's done a great job. Four days rest now, you guys. Come back home, play against Arizona, mm -hmm. one of the best teams in the league. Mm -hmm. uh, what's the thought process and uh, what's the attitude in the locker room? Uh, you know, we're excited. It's another opportunity to get better and, and get another win. Yeah, it's a short week, but, hey, short week means less distractions. You've you got to lock in on, on the task at hand and uh, – We'll have practice tomorrow. We probably won't, won't get out there and, and run into each other, but we'll get in the film. We'll, we'll get in the weight room. We'll start getting better. Uh, they got a great team. They're well coached, and, you know, it's been a while since we got to play them, and we've been looking forward to it. So I'm expecting a heck of a matchup. Can you talk about the way you guys played in the second half? Uh, yeah, you know, more offensive struggles, but we scored when we needed to. Uh, defense really stepped up and played great. Uh, Romain is getting back in his groove. And then you got guys like Hollis and Belton who are around the ball. And then Larico is kind of like the vocal leader out of the group and goes in there and is a physical presence when we need him. So uh, I'm happy for our guys. You know, we buckled down there at the end and, and got it done. But like I said, man, it, it wasn't as smooth as we liked. So we'll take a win, but uh, we're going to get better. You guys were you know, clearly one of the best teams last year in this league. And 
now through six games, where would you rate yourself if you had to give yourselves a report card? Uh, you know, it's tough to, to, to you know, put a, an exact mark on it. I think at times we played like A. I think at times we, you know, had a D minus just skating by. But <laughs> it's all about, you know, coming out. Uh, so we like to start fast. So when we come out and stumble a little bit, we got to find some vigor and, uh, and get back behind the eight ball. So uh, I think we're doing well. We just got to get better every day. Uh, did Darius Reynolds being knocked out of the game for a little while throw you off your rhythm? Uh, you know, Darius has been a, a you know a, a primetime target for us. He's a great football player. He does a lot of things well. But uh, Chris Duvall, every time he touches it, good things happen too. So uh, we, we'll throw anybody in the mix and make it happen. I mean, uh, we love money. We want to make sure he's healthy. Uh, took a good shot, and it's my fault I threw an interception. And then, I mean, Neil went down on that play too. So, I mean, Two out of your eight starters on one play. I mean, that's pretty tough. So, like I said, I'm happy how our guys answered the bell. And if Duvall's in, you know, I've got all the faith in the world. What was the word on Darius? I can tell you certainly what it looked like. It looked like he got yeah. a shot up near the head and yeah, came I, back, though. I mean, I'm not one to talk on injuries. I think he just got, you know, got, got knocked pretty good and uh, mm-hmm. had that hit the other week. So, I think he's just a little precautionary measure. But, uh, I mean, it takes more than one man to tackle him every time he touches <laughs> the ball. So, he plays the game violently and with passion the way you're supposed to. So, like I said, quick week. We've got to make sure we take care of our bodies and, and, and hit the film room. And uh, like I said, I'm expecting a, a primetime matchup. How long did it, did it take to get adjusted to the new guys on the uh, line when those guys got hurt? Uh, you know, uh, we do a good job. Coach Bogle's a great O&D line coach, so uh, we rep them all during the week, too. I mean, Wayne didn't play, and Adam got his first start ever at center, I think, at any level of play. But we've been repping him at center for years, so mm-hmm. there was no, uh, no letdown there. Uh, Keith Newell played his second game of the year, played great. And then, like I said, Jake Metz, hey, man, anytime you got guys that can step up and, and, and play the game like it's supposed to, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to be in good shape. On a short week, how do you shake this kind of a performance and make sure you come back and get that hot start, fast start that you guys are looking for? Uh, you know, in, in football, the most important play is the next play. So we'll take this win, we'll put it in the bank, put it behind us, and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get on Arizona first thing in the morning. I'm sure Coach and I will probably watch a little bit of film tonight and, you know, bank some stuff off each other, see what we like. So... Short week against a good team, and uh, I know we'll be ready. Thanks again to Coach Clint Dolezal, to Dan Radabaugh, and all the members of the Philadelphia Soul players, as well as the folks that work behind the scenes for, for providing them and, and giving us an opportunity to get their thoughts after these games. We'll take a break and come back on the other side. You are listening to the Philadelphia Soul pregame show on Bob Long Sports. Elmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, Elmark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. Elmark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at elmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's elmarksigns.com. 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Elmark has created and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. ElmarkSigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here and I want to tell you about the good folks over at City Year Philadelphia. Every day, the dedicated young adults at City Year make an impact in high-need schools in Philadelphia and in 26 other cities across the country by serving students who need extra help to stay on track to graduate. If you are ages 17 to 24 and are interested in serving as a tutor, role model, or mentor, check out the inspiring stories at hashtag MakeBetterHappen. 
City Year is currently accepting applicants for the next school year. This is Bob Long here, and you certainly know me from BLS, doing LaSalle College High School broadcasts, our weekly radio shows, and everything in between. However, during the 9 to 5, I am a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia area. If your business is looking for financing or any other type of assistance, you can reach me at 215-328-2578. That's 215-328-2578. I've had experience in the energy industry, healthcare, public finance, as well as in manufacturing and leasing. Bob Long, a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia market, helping your businesses grow. Hey, Bob Long sports fans, how can you stay involved with the site anytime? A reminder to follow us on Twitter, at Bob Long Sports. You can also access our Facebook group. Just search Bob Long Sports and it'll come right up. And then, if you have a smartphone, you can listen to any of our live programming by visiting the Ustream app, that's U-S-T-R-E-A-M, searching Bob Long Sports, all one word, and you can access any live programming on the Bob Long Sports Network. So be sure to stay connected to Bob Long Sports. Fargo Center and the official Philadelphia Soul pregame show right here on Bob Long Sports with Bob Long and Rob Stott. We'll now get into the matchup itself. It is a matchup of two fantastic quarterbacks. Rob, you said it all fair, probably the two best in the league. Nick Davila, he has thrown 39 touchdowns, just a shade under 1,500 yards thus far in the season. Dan Radaball for the soul, just a bit behind. Struggled for a vast portion of that game, and that's now two games at home this year that he struggled. The game last week against the Tampa Bay Storm and then the home opener against Jacksonville, but... He's still the reigning AFL player of the year and a guy that can light it up on any given night. These are two high-profile, very potent offenses, and it's these guys that are the, the, the really the engines behind what these teams do. Right, and, and these are, these are I mean, two marquee names in the sport at, at this point in time. And uh, the, the one thing I look to with Radiball, you mentioned his struggles. You think back to that last start. Um, I'm sorry, the, the first home start against Jacksonville when he struggled. He did you know, sort of shake that off, came back the next week at home and, and really was able to put it behind him really quickly and, and nicely and put together a really strong performance in, in that second home game. Uh, I look for him to do the same thing here tonight. Uh, I mean, he, I, I don't know if it was a case of just playing down to the competition or, or just what it was really, but, I mean, he was all sorts out of sync. It, maybe it's the being away from home for a week and coming back and, and, and things just are, are tough to get on a roll there, but... Um, I'm thinking he's going to be able to do the same thing this week and hopefully just put that behind him, block it out, pretend it never happened, and get back on 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 the right side of things and really get this offense back to how it should be going. Yes, indeed, Rob. The battle of the quarterbacks. Nick Davila has the most touchdown passes in the league, one of the top throwers in terms of yards, and then Dan Radiball in third in touchdowns thrown. Now let's go to the receiving core. Rod Windsor. Maybe the most talented wide receiver in this league. He has the lead in touchdowns and is up there in yards as well. Leads his own team by 10. 
Marcus Purifee, he has 11 touchdowns, which, by the way, Rob, is a lot. Get you in the top spec of, of wide receivers in this league. Rod Windsor has 10 more touchdowns than he does, 64 receptions for 764 yards, and exactly a third of his catches have gone for a touchdown. He's a huge factor, and it's going to be whether it's Tracy Belton, Larico Stevenson, or Dwayne Hollis, those guys will have their hands full in the secondary. They will, and they, to, to their credit, though, they have done a, an exceptional job against secondaries this year. I mean, going into last week, they were the number two ranked defense against the pass. They're, they're getting turnovers, creating turnovers, continue to score off turnovers and other touchdown off of a pick last week uh, I mean just a, a dynamic secondary uh, for the Philadelphia soul and I mean they're going to have their hands full again they had two veteran wide receivers last week against Tampa Bay and, and they're going to have just a dynamic uh, just core of receivers to try to handle this week so going to be a great matchup and really if you think about it you got dynamic receivers on both sides of the ball here for, for Philadelphia uh, and Arizona and I mean we talk about the quarterbacks it, it really if you're going to have great quarterbacks and your numbers are going to be great as a quarterback, it really comes down to also the talent that you have around you, and both of these teams have that. And it's, I mean, it's just going to be for both of these defenses a tough game and potentially just one of those typical AFL kind of scores where it's just up there and. I, it's, it's going to be a great watch. It, it has marquee matchup written all over it. Rob, I think this, and you were getting towards what I was going to say next, but I do believe in many ways it's a battle of mirror images. Davila, as well as Radabaugh, two of the best quarterbacks in the league. I mentioned Windsor. Well, Darius Reynolds might be that breakout type guy and is that breakout type guy for the Philadelphia Soul. In the running game, this team from from Arizona. The Rattlers love to run the football. 29 attempts for Mikel Benson, and he scored nine times. Jeremy Richardson for the Philadelphia Soul. He has six touchdowns on the year, and he has rushed the ball over 35 times on the Soul end. Now on defense, let's talk about Demetrio Tyson. He's the guy you're going to want, want to watch out for on the Rattlers' side. Number 96 has five total sacks, but again, Luis Vasquez, number 93, is in there as well with four sacks. Damian Burrell, he has three sacks. I mean, you talk about Teddy Jennings on the Soul side. He makes havoc in the backfield every single game. I think this really is a matchup of very, very similar mirror image type things and type teams, but what I think the difference is, Rob, is Arizona has been more consistent this year. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's absolutely the case. You mentioned, I want to go back to the running backs. I, it's such an interesting dynamic with these teams. You don't think of the Arena Football League and rushing. That's just not where things go. I mean, you look at Richardson for the Soul and Benson, and I mean, they're, they're guys that are getting what you would consider to be, if this was the NFL, incredibly low numbers. They'd be looking to get traded. They they wouldn't be happy. They'd be pulling some sort of, you know, um, DeMarco, DeMarco Murray, Murray trying, rushes, talking to the owner, trying to on the airplane home from the you know the away game and trying to get more touches. That that's not the case here. You know, in the as a running back in the Arena Football League, you're happy to get the ball in your hands. But and these are two, I, I guess you could call them feature backs. You know, I mean they they're power backs they love to power the ball into the end zone you get some space in front of you and just very downhill um and, and it's it's just a, an interesting dynamic on both sides but again you like you said it, it literally is mirror images with these teams you look at both sides of the ball and they they really resemble one another you got the the d-backs for 
Um, Arizona are among some of the, the, in terms of passes defended up there, ranked high in the league. And, and same with Belton uh, and Hollis. And just uh, just same thing with the soul. It's just going to be like watching the same team on both sides. Really interesting uh, matchup here all around. And that is a run-through of the 5-1 and one Arizona Rattlers who come into the Wells Fargo Center tonight to face the 5-1 and one Philadelphia Soul. The Soul second in the conference, and the Arizona Rattlers in the national conference. They are in first. We'll now go to our feature interview, as we do every single week. We go down to the field and have a conversation with one of the players on the, on the Philadelphia Soul. And we go beyond the field of play. Very interesting stories from all these players at the Philadelphia Soul. And let's go right down to the field now. We're here for our pregame show feature, Joe Gooseby, Jack Linebacker for the Philadelphia Soul. Joe, welcome to the show, and uh, congratulations on the great win against Tampa Bay. Oh, thanks, thanks, thanks. Thanks for having me on the show. And uh, last week was actually L.A., and tonight was Tampa. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Well, this will be playing be all next week. Okay. That's right, at home against the Arizona Rattlers. And this is a Rattlers team that's at the top of their conference and what are you guys looking forward to uh, against this team a team that came into this weekend undefeated suffered a loss to Orlando they are a real good team I mean they've been a staple of the league for a while you know I've been here since 2012 and we you know they beat us twice in the championship in 2012 and 13 so we definitely you know we've been we circled this game on the schedule and uh, we know it's a short week but there's no excuses you know they're going to come in ready especially after a loss and uh, we're going to give them another loss <laughs> this, this is a team you haven't seen in over a year. You guys didn't play them last year. So what, how, thinking back to the last time you saw them, what, if you've had any time to sort of analyze them, how have they changed as a team? What's sort of different about them uh, in 2016? They really don't change much. I mean, they still got the same guys they have. You know, they have two good receivers. You know, it's in Maurice Purify and Rod Windsor. And, you know, of course, they have uh, Nick Davila as their quarterback. So, uh, I mean, you just, no mistakes, really. You know, you can't beat yourself against a team like that. Now, Joe, we like to, like we said, do a little bit, little bit off the field. You know, how you got here. So let's go back to, um, say, the college process and your experience leading into now what you are right now, Philadelphia Soul member. Uh, actually, I went to Tulane University in New Orleans. I actually saw the Soul, my first arena game, I saw the Soul win the championship in New Orleans. And then uh, that next year, I went through the draft process, didn't get picked up for agent. I went to Arena 2 in Shreveport, uh, Battle Wings at the time. I got cut there. And uh, I went to the IFL, and actually Clint Dozell was the coach. Okay. And then uh, we, did, we had a great year that year. Actually, me and uh, Jeremy Richardson were the same. We were teammates. How about that? And then uh, Clint went to Dallas. He invited me up. Uh, made the team there. And I've been with Clint since 2010. I've been wow. playing with He's been the only head coach I've played for since I played arena. Well, how about something that we wouldn't know, the listeners wouldn't know about Clint Dolezal, something that you've experienced in those five, six years that, that no one else would know that is radio appropriate, Joe. <laughs> Man, he is the ultimate. You might not know. He's the ultimate competitor. Like, he doesn't lose. <laughs> you can play him in anything, like Bar Olympics, uh, uh, what we call it, Cam Jam, horseshoes. Like, the dude is amazing at everything that he does. <laughs> so, I mean, if you ever get a chance to play him in any game, He's going to talk noise to you, and he's going to beat you. <laughs> I've, in the last, like, six years, I haven't seen him lose at all. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's great. Funny. Now, you mentioned IFL, Arena 2, Arena Football League. Compare and contrast some of the differences, whether it be atmosphere, style of play, level of play, fan support. Oh, definitely. I mean, even the Lord of these, they have great fan support. But this game here, you know, this is a lot faster. It's great competition here. You know, a lot of these guys have been to the NFL or should get a shot in the NFL. 
The only difference really between the IFL and the arena is just knowing the game. I mean, they have different wrinkles in their game where two and three people can go in motion, and it's kind of more of an outdoor game in the IFL. But in the arena league, man, it's a lot of talent around here. And uh, as we get more teams coming in this league, I think this league will really grow and get back where it used to be. You talk about those wrinkles. One of those sort of more obvious ones on the defensive side of the ball is you got the two different kinds of linebackers. What's it like getting used to that, just sort of the, the different ways you can interact with a, a play and things like that between the AFL and NFL? Just different angles. Just knowing the angles of this field. It's a shorter field. And people, you know, they're having a hard time seeing, you know, it's a Mac and Jack linebacker where Mac usually is the rush here, the Jack is the one that's going side to side. But uh, just cutting down the angles and uh, we do a good job of trying to get in our spots with our DBs and I'm a Jack linebacker but I practice with the defensive back so you know, it all meshes together, especially with the front four, and then it's just the product we put out. Final question for you, Joe. Joe Gooseby, right? It's a great last name. I'm sure you've had all kinds of nicknames. What's the best nickname you've ever gotten? <laughs> uh, you remember the book Goosebumps? Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the best name. But though, everybody amazing. on the team calls me Goose, though. That's Goose. awesome. I've been getting Goose since I've been growing up. The Goose is loose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the time, Joe. All right, no problem. And that was our feature interview. As we do every single game, thanks to the Philadelphia Soul for making their players so available to us before every game. Kickoff is next. It's the Rattlers against the Soul, live from the Wells Fargo Center. We won't have the game here, but as always, head to our colleagues at 97.5 The Fanatic. That's 97.5 on your radio dial or on the TuneIn app. That's it for us. We'll see you next time here on the pregame show on Bob Long Sports. Next game is Saturday the 21st at 7.30 p.m. against the Orlando Predators. We'll see you then.